The Florida Gators have a big transfer portal visitor list for this week, and we're going to talk about it here today on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free. We're listening to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with the whole nine sports giants country NFL 33. Today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And we're talking about the Florida Gators transfer portal visitor list for this week because starting tomorrow, they've got uh, four guys currently set, publicly set to visit. We will talk about all four of them because, well, it's it is a list of defensive Impact players is what I'm going to call them because I truly think that they all have a spot on this defense for making, uh, honestly, probably starting from day one. The first one that we're going to talk about is Cassius Howell from Bowling Green. We talked a little bit about Cassius Howell last week. I believe it was the Friday show, maybe Thursday. Um, But Bowling Green edge rusher who you have to replace Prince Liamon Mielin. Like that, let's, let's call that what it is. You have to replace Prince Liam on Mielin. I am not just, I'm not just in a comfortable spot to say, oh yeah, Kelby Collins, TJ CRC, like I'm good with it. Wash your hands. Uh, LJ McCray. I'm, I'm just not comfortable going. Yep. Talk it. You've got your guys. Um, I will say that I think Cassius Howell brings a lot to the table as far as making an instant impact at the Jack linebacker spot specifically. Cause I know that looking at what Kelby Collins or how Kelby, Kelby Collins, uh, how Kelby Collins was used last year. Um, he played a bit of Jack. He played a bit of that F defensive end spot. TJ seriously, I believe is more of a natural Jack linebacker, but I'm not super stoked about the idea of going, Oh yeah, he could just, he could just step right in and, and start right for us right now. Um, so I'm not, Super into that idea, but Cassius Howell, however, had 41 pressures last season, 10 sacks, and he did it on 240 pass rush reps. So just looking at pure production-wise, Jalen Green had 18 sacks, most in the country. Uh, Javon Solomon had 16. Then Layatu Leitu had 15. And then you had a bunch with 14, 13, surprisingly none with 12. Um a few with 11, a few with 10, but here's the thing. All those players above Cassius Howell played more snaps than Cassius Howell. Most of them played considerably more snaps than Cassius Howell or, or had more pass rushing opportunities than Cassius Howell. So for me, I'm, I'm looking at someone who's been incredibly productive at his last stop. And that's an important part because when we talk about what kind of transfers you want Florida to bring in, or at least what kind of transfers 
I want Florida to bring in. A lot of it comes down to group of five starters looking to take the next step up to the SEC before going to the NFL or power five starters who we'll talk about that in the next segment, but power five starters who are looking to step up from ACC, formerly Pac-12, whatever it is to the SEC. But Cassius Howell is someone that I think he's more of a pure Jack linebacker. I think he's got from watching the, for those of you who don't know, Bowling Green, uh, Toledo's rival. So I've seen Cassius Howell play quite a few times now, uh, just just watching Maction. But I think from watching Cassius, the biggest thing I'll take away from that is that he is all right as a run defender, which I get it. That's not going to, no one's going to be thrilled to hear that he's all right as a run defender when you look at, oh yeah, what, what the main complaint was about Prince Leumann Mielin frequently was, was the run defense. Um, but I think that when you look at just what Cassius Howell kind of has in his bag as a pass rusher, he's got one specific thing that he does that I love so much. And I don't love it as much as I love Princely's spin move. Uh, I think, I think everybody that's watched this show knows that I was a big fan of uh, the spin move that Princely would break out. But Cassius Howell has a great dip. Like, he, he's just got great bend around the edge. And it's not even really a move. It's just something that he does. That Princely did it really well as well. And, and, and there's plenty of guys that do it well. But Cassius Howell, when he does it, I just love the way that he, he dips and bends his shoulder below, his shoulder and chest area, below the offensive tackle's reach. If you're a taller offensive tackle, you're going to have some issues with that. But also... I love how he does it because he, he bends around the edge and gets low to get by an offensive tackle, but also allows him to keep that contain around the edge. And so for me, I think that's where Cassius Howell really thrives as a pass rusher. And you, look, you need a pass rusher. I, I get it. You need run defenders. Absolutely. But Florida needs to improve their pass rush where they don't have to blitz in order to generate consistent pressure. And this is a big part of talking about well, we've had this conversation multiple times. How do you replace Prince Leumann Mielin? Because he entered the transfer portal. He was your leading pass rusher by a huge margin. How do you replace that? And it was not find a guy that can replace what Prince Leumann Mielin did. It was find a guy or find multiple guys who can combine to replace what Prince Leumann Mielin did. Because that's what you're looking to do. You're not looking for... Oh, let's just get a let's just get a jack that can create a ton of pressure and no one else does. You know, I'm fine with my individual jack linebacker having less pressures than what Prince Leon Malin had this year, if it means that the entire defense as a unit works. Because last year, all you had to do was neutralize Princely, and the pass rush was not getting home. So I think Florida's taken the steps to improving there. You're going to have year two TJ Searcy, year two Kelby Collins. You're going to have maybe some contribution from true freshman LJ McRae. You're going to have a returning Jack Pyburn. You're going to have Joey Slackman coming in from Penn on the interior that's going to help improve that pass rush. Then you add someone like Cassius Howell. And you're like, all right, yeah, he might not be as good overall as Princely was, but guess what? He's contributing to improving the unit. Because if you can improve the unit enough 
and I don't mean you need to make like, I don't mean you need to add all Americans at every level in order to replace it. I just mean, if you could improve the unit enough to replace what Princely did or even improve it, make it more consistent, then you're in business. And that one individual loss doesn't matter that much. If you can get Cam Jackson to just step up a little bit as a pass rusher, just at, uh, just a pressure or two more per game, then guess what? You've improved your unit significantly as a as a pass rushing unit because again that's that's where Florida just you had to blitz to get pressure last year for Florida that that was it it was simple as that you had to blitz in order to generate any kind of pressure and this year ideally if you can add a guy like Cassius Howell along with adding Joey Slackman along with adding LJ McCray you're in business there uh, but then you also have to improve the secondary which is where we're going to spend the entire rest of the show because florida has quite a few guys coming in for visits this weekend from the secondary before we talk about that a quick word from fanduel today's episode of locked on gators is brought to you by fanduel sportsbook the nfl regular season is wrapping up just this week left that's it but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with fanduel america's number one sportsbook right now New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right. It doesn't have to win anymore. Place a $5 bet and you get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app's so easy to use. So many different ways to bet. You can use live same game parlays, which uh, was Sunday night football was Packers versus Vikings, uh, Bo Melton had 40 yards in the first drive, so I bet that he would get 80 yards total in the game. It was like plus 750 odds. Guess who, guess who had 106 yards, I think it was? Bo Melton. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. There's a ton that you can do there. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. And remember that FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about secondary players that are going to be on campus this week for the Florida Gators. Because again, tomorrow, January 3rd, Florida is going to have again four at the time, at the time of recording this, four confirmed visitors on campus. And we're going to talk about uh, John Humphrey now before we talk about the other guys just because John Humphrey is a cornerback and the other two are more safeties, maybe playing in the slot. Maybe they replaced Jaden Hill who entered the transfer portal there, but John Humphrey at cornerback six foot two, 205 pounds. At least that, that's what he's listed as on pro football focus six to 205 pounds. He is a UCLA corner. Or he was a UCLA corner. He committed to USC, but is going to be on campus this week. Is still looking elsewhere. This is earlier I mentioned. There's two types of transfers that I want: group of five starters looking for a step up, or power five starters looking for a step up closer to home. And I whatever it is, starter like high quality starter. And for John Humphrey, he is a power five starter that left UCLA to follow Danton Lynn to USC, where he's the new defensive coordinator, and that's where he committed to USC. But I'm assuming kind of 
kept his eyes open elsewhere. And with Will Harris being a California guy, USC alum, um, um, I'm assuming that both John Humphrey caught Will Harris's attention because Will Harris follows that area clearly just based on looking at who Florida is suddenly in contact with in the secondary. Since Will Harris got hired, West Coast is becoming a more prominent area for Florida to recruit, which is huge, by the way. I feel like um, years ago, I used to talk about, you know, if you're looking for athletes, you go to Florida, you go to California, and those are the main two spots, and Texas has a lot of track stars too. Um, so, I mean, hey, if you're looking at the secondary coach bringing in athletes from California, I'm going to be happy about it. 6'2", 205 is, again, fantastic size for John Humphrey. Um, he was at UCLA under D'Anton Lynn, where D'Anton Lynn has said basically every time he's had play calling duties, he's been like, yeah, I don't really have a scheme that I, I that I like or a scheme that I'm looking to too much. It's just using guys in the best ways possible. And for UCLA this past year, that meant playing a ton of press man coverage and a ton of single hot, which bodes well for Florida because I think that in 2024, Austin Armstrong wants to play more cover one, more cover zero, more cover three, which cover three is zone, but cover cover zero and cover one are both man with the corners. On the outside, you're playing man. You're on an island there. And I think that that's what Austin Armstrong wants to do more of this year play more aggressively, but you look at the corner play this year, which corners on Florida's roster would you have felt comfortable saying line it up impress man and let's do it. I'll wait because you, you can take as long as you want. My answer would be there isn't a single one. There's not a single corner that I look at from Florida's 2023 roster. And I go, you can play press man with them consistently and and I feel comfortable. Jason Marshall was the best one at press man. That's always been kind of his thing. Not versatile, really. Um, but playing that press man stop, maybe that's Jason Marshall has not announced yet if he's entering the transfer portal, if or at the time of recording, has not announced if he's entering the transfer portal, if he's declaring for the NFL draft, if he's coming back. Hasn't announced anything. But if you're expecting him to come back and you can go, okay. We have Jason Marshall on one side, and while he's not been consistent throughout his career, the best thing he does is play press man. So if you have Jason Marshall on that side, maybe you feel comfortable with that. Then you look at John Humphrey, and you go, we can bring you in, and you can start on the other side, and we can maybe feel pretty comfortable with that. Because uh, John Humphrey, he's not someone that I anticipate playing in the slot. The limited snaps that I do uh, that I did watch, because um, I don't typically go super in depth on guys who are just visiting and generally wait for them to commit. Or if there's players that I want to talk about or we want to talk about here, then we'll do it. But John Humphrey played a ton of cover one, a ton of cover three. I think he can play on the outside. I'd be interested to see how he translates from Pac-12, which had, I mean fantastic quarterback play this year but watching how he would translate here uh, to the sec under austin armstrong under will harris but for florida i think if you can add a guy like this you do it every single time 
I think he can play outside. He's got, again, great size at 6'2", 205. So great size to play on the boundary. And pairing him with, if you have Jason Marshall back, if you have uh, Jakeem Jackson ready to step up, if you have Devin Moore healthy, if you have Jakeem Jackson ready to step up, um, I just said that. Um, but if you've got the guys ready to step up, if you've got Teddy Foster learning underneath them, having guys who are tall, lanky, physical on the boundary, that sets a tone for the other guys in that secondary. If I'm a corner and I'm generally soft-ish in terms of just playing press coverage, and I'm learning under another corner who's physical as hell at press, that's going to help me. Like, I'm going to watch him, and I'm going to get better at it. He's going to probably teach me a bit, and I'm going to get better at it. Like, he's going to actually tell me how to get better at it, and, and that's going to improve the entire secondary. I think John Humphrey is someone that you look to step in, and you go, all right, starting corner from day one. That's the expectation here. The other two guys that are going to be on campus, we're, we're kind of going to bunch them together because I think they present somewhat similar skill sets there. First off is Tulane's DJ Douglas, can play safety, can play in the slot, played a lot of deep safety at Tulane, which I do think is important because I just mentioned, you know, playing more cover one. When you, when you have a team that plays a lot of cover one, they typically also play a lot of cover three because you've got that single high look from the safety and the QB is going to read that. And if you've got cover one, cover three, that part of the field is going to look pretty similar, whether you're playing both of them. And then if you have guys running vertical, it's going to look pretty similar on the outside as well there. But uh, DJ Douglas played a ton of cover three at Tulane as the deep safety, meaning he's got experience as that center fielder type of guy. But he's also played a lot in the slot. He's moved around a lot. Just he, He's been a very versatile piece. So he's played in the slot. He's played as more of a natural strong safety, more of a thought of as typically a stereotypical deep safety, free safety. But he's also a willing run defender, which is kind of where I look at him and I see his skill set as willing run defender, can play in the slot, has played in the slot, I know he can play zone. For me, it's about translating a little bit more to man. Um, but I think that when I look at what he puts on film, I go, all right, that that can translate over to playing that star spot for Florida, which is typically thought of as like a corner safety hybrid more than anything else. 6'2", 205 pounds. Or, I'm sorry, six feet tall, 205 pounds. Not ideal. Um, not ideal. again, like physicality wise is, is fine. That that's not the concerning part. But you can't really line him up against many tight ends, or if a team uses a power slot, which power slots like like the taller slot receiver, the six three guy in the slot, and it's like, yep, just bully ball. Um, I think DJ Douglas isn't great at that. But again, I, I do think that you can look at him as someone who can play depth safety can or not. I don't like saying depth because I feel like people think depth as won't play, um, but a, a rotational safety that can also play in the slot. And then you look at the other guy that Florida is also bringing in in South Alabama is Jaden Voison. Similar in terms of safety or slot. I think he's more of a true 
slot DB than safety, uh, but way more aggressive on the ball, which I think for myself and a lot of other Florida Gators fans, you hear, oh, he's way more aggressive on the ball. And I'm like, all right, well, then guess what? I'd prefer you to uh, to be the guy that we bring in, the guy that's starting there. Because Florida just struggled. They rode the struggle bus relatively consistently when it came to actually forcing turnovers as a team. They were not good at that. You look at the first pick of the year came against Tennessee. Basically, not not even a punt because it was tipped and just went straight up um, that didn't go far enough to be a punt. But I think Jaden Voison is probably the guy that I'm looking at for playing star. Yeah, I want him. I, I will say that he's got the skill set to play all over. At South Alabama, they played a lot of zone coverages. Even if it was match or had some man principles to it, like quarters, they played a lot of zone. I think from watching his film that he's got skills that will translate over that allow him to play man. But we look, we talk about DJ Douglas from Tulane and we go, all right, yeah, I think he can go over to the SEC. He's a little bit undersized for a typical slot there or a typical safety there or compared to what Florida has been looking for. Jaden Voison, you go, all right, he's a similar size to DJ Douglas. Um, hasn't played a ton of man, but I think he can translate. I think that's the biggest risk when you're looking at these group of five to SEC transfers is that you're talking about bigger, faster, stronger, more complex. You're talking about opening things up heavily and, uh, or not even opening things up heavily, but just, just translating in important areas. Uh, but I think Jaden Voison with his, eyes with his athleticism which he's not a world class athlete but with his athleticism that is passable with his eyes with his football iq i think you're looking at someone that will translate better i think than dj douglas i think dj douglas if you're taking him as a as a deep safety primarily then yeah he, he's gonna work out cover one cover three quarters he could he could play all that uh, but I think Jaden Voison is more versatile, probably has a higher floor and higher ceiling. I would gladly take both of them. Like all four of the guys that we talked about today, I would gladly take because I can envision roles for them. If you're talking about John Humphrey, I can envision him starting on the outside. If you're talking about Cassius Howell, I can envision him starting at the Jack linebacker spot. If you're talking about DJ Douglas and Jaden Voison, I can envision both of them coming in and both of them playing consistently. I see roles for all of them. And so if I'm Florida, if I'm Austin Armstrong, if I'm Will Harris, if I'm anybody on that staff, I'm trying to make sure that while they're on campus, all four of these guys are going to commit. Because I think it's a great list. I think that Florida, while there hasn't been a ton of transportal visits, I think Florida's done a pretty good job of bringing in great portal prospects that can actually come in contribute to your team, contribute to your defense. And right now they're clearly taking um, an added emphasis to defense because where you lost more talent, but they're clearly trying to improve what was a train wreck of a defense last year. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free revisits in the podcast or on YouTube. 
We'll be back tomorrow. Talk more Florida Gators football for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole line sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33. I'll see you all tomorrow.